Hello and welcome to the Let It Ride podcast coming to you on the Thursday night before Super Bowl Sunday. Looking to give you some picks and put some money in your pocket for the big game. A jam-packed podcast for you in this one. Joining me to give out their favorite prop bets are going to be Jordan O'Donnell and Kyle Clifton, hosts of the Sports Profits podcast. And of course, Josh Walker is going to join me later on to give out our picks for the sides and totals. Uh, Before Jordan and Kyle come on, just a Brief explanation, because my listeners I know are not all degenerate gamblers like me. When you bet on games, obviously everybody knows you could bet sides, you could bet totals. Prop bets are a little bit different. Basically, you're betting uh, some kind of prop in the game. So X player goes for X number of yards, and there's a market for prop bets. So just like there's a market for a game, if this if it's set at Rams minus four and a half, the bookie set that. They also set these props. So they're going to say, uh, just an example, Sony Michelle over under 19 and a half rushing yards, Cooper Cup over or under 95 receiving yards. Now, these markets are a little bit harder for the books to set just because there's so much variance. It's not just a Team A playing Team B. This team is better. There's uh, Team A has a great wide receiver, and he might put up big numbers, but this team has a lockdown corner. There could be any number of variables to change the market on a prop bet, and for that reason, sharp gamblers will get in really early on these prop bets, and they can really make a living off of it. We're obviously not doing that because we're giving these out three days before the Super Bowl. So this is just more for fun. But prop bets can be a really good way to gamble uh, if it's something that you're looking to get into. Uh, With that, we're going to take a quick break and invite Jordan and Kyle on. Welcome back. Joining me now are the hosts of the Sports Profits Podcast. I've got Kyle and Jordan. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Cliffy. You can find Jordan at King of Takes. Fellas, welcome to the podcast. Good to have you on. Yep, thank you so much for having us, Jeff. It's looking forward to Super Bowl week and, you know, talking all kinds of props. Yeah, absolutely, man. We are, this is a pleasure for us to actually get to join your show. We both actually listened quite a bit to your show. And, dude, you have an amazing Amazing show, and we are so happy to be a part of it. Well, I'm happy to have you guys on. We're talking Super Bowl prop bets. Uh, Everybody loves to bet sides and totals. You can do that on pretty much any game. But the real degenerates, such as ourselves, we love to dive into the prop bets. And the Super Bowl has the longest list of prop bets. The Super Bowl also has some strange prop bets. Um, What are some of the strangest prop bets that you guys have ever seen or even betted on? Take it away, Jordan. Okay, there we go. So everyone remembers back in the day, the old Janet Jackson. Remember that one? That kind of caused a, a hoorah-rah. For oh, yeah. about five years, uh, that was my thing. They always said the prop bet, uh, will there be a clothing malfunction or something to that effect, you know, some type of nudity? Um, I was all over that bet because I just felt like they, the NFL got so much attention at a time whenever they were kind of down when that happened. And the entertainment industry boosted, too, because that was like around the time that M- MTV was like going on the down low and and, you know, like uh, the Apple and all that stuff was coming. Like, I bet that forever. That was probably the strangest thing I've bet at a consistent rate for several years. Um, not exactly football related, but with the Super Bowl, you just you never know. And there's always, like you said, crazy prop bets. Absolutely. Yeah, the one that's I'll say more than weird, the one that stings the most still to this day is when I had, just a few years ago, Damian Williams to win MVP in that Super Bowl against the 49ers at 18-1. to 1. I 
I remember when he scored that last touchdown in the fourth quarter, I was just, oh, yeah, 18 to 1 odds. This one's going to get it. He's easily got the MVP over Mahomes. He had like 150 total yards, two touchdowns. Mahomes had like three turnovers or two turnovers that game. And I remember watching that MVP ceremony so closely. And then when Jim Nance didn't give it to Damian Williams, still hurts me to this day. Yeah, it is tough for anybody but a quarterback to get the Super Bowl MVP. You really have to have some, some different things happen. I remember uh, quite a hoopla coming on that game uh, because Patrick Mahomes was over his rushing total by quite a bit and took oh, a yeah. very long kneel down, and a lot of people lost money on that, and we're not happy. The strangest, not really the strangest one that I saw, but one that I really wanted to bet and I couldn't. Uh, I'm a union stagehand by trade, so I knew a lot of guys who were working uh, Super Bowl halftime shows and all that. Uh, the, the year that Katy Perry played, well, there was a prop. What will be the first song that she sings? And I remember just thinking, oh, man, if I was working that show, there's a set list backstage. And the limit on it was 500 bucks. But I would have gone to every casino possible, every offshore person, and just got 500 bucks in every single one of them. I couldn't believe that it was that they would have something scripted, even listed as a prop that I just thought it was completely wild. Was, was, the Katy, was that Indianapolis when Katy I, Perry did that? I believe so. You, you want to hear something wild, Jeff? Sure. Me and Kyle, for anyone that doesn't know, we're from Indiana. We both went to Ball State, uh, which is in Muncie, Indiana. It's considered a suburb of Indianapolis. They actually were offering that students could work on like the stage set, and your your one like prop essentially that you could uh, get for working is that you get to be part of the crowd at the halftime show. <laughs> and I legitimately thought about that. I was like, I bet you. There, we'll find out what the song is because we have to be there for practice and everything. But that, that's just a funny connect the dots, small world situation there. Yeah, yeah, even if there wasn't a um a set list backstage, the first song comes up, the giant tiger is on the stage. So anybody would, you know, oh, she has a song, Eye of the Tiger. It's got to be that. It would right. have yeah. just been easy money. But those are not the bets that we like to make. Uh, we like to know what we're betting. And the great thing about prop bets, uh, as opposed to betting sides, Football is a weird game. We all know it's an oblong-shaped ball. You know, you're, you're kicking it off the ground half the time. Weird things happen. You could be on the right side and still lose. Never mistake bad luck, bad luck for a bad bet or vice versa. With prop bets, there's a little bit more of it's, – it's more exact. If you kind of have an idea of how a game's going to play out, you can usually hit your prop bets at a better rate. Uh, what are some of the basic prop bets that you guys like for this one? Yeah, I'll jump in first here. Um, and I'll say, if for those that either haven't listened to the podcast or just occasionally do of ours – I'm rooting for the Rams here. I had a future from the very beginning of the season on the Rams. Jordan has been repping the Bengals as our podcast team all year. So you'll kind of get a sense of our bets through that, who we're rooting for here. But my first one is definitely going to be uh, Cam Akers under 65 and a half rush yards. It's a three-headed monster there now. It's a minus one Ted odds. They have Daryl Henderson coming back for the game. And Cam Akers has just been super inefficient so far this season. So I'm definitely taking, I got it under 65 and a half. I have seen it fall down to about 62 and a half. But I don't like Cam Akers in this matchup at all. All right, so my next one, this one's going to be kind of different. We're going to stick around with rush yards. I'm going to take Stafford over five and a half rush yards in this game. That's also minus 110. You kind of throw out the uh, regular season when you're talking about like playoff stats or playoff like odds here because he's actually ran over uh, five and a half yards in every single playoff game. You don't throw the ball away as much in the postseason. You, you try to get every inch, every yard you can. He's hit this in all three playoff games, and I like him to get over that in this one. I like uh, both of these bets, actually. Uh, I have a similar one uh, on that Cam Akers thread. Ever since that two-fumble performance that he put up against the Buccaneers, he's really kind of been in the doghouse. You saw him get the 
workload in the first game, like I said, against the Bucks, And then that next game against the 49ers, you saw him more split carries with Michelle. Uh, that's a, another reason I'm also on the Michelle over for, for the same reason. Yeah. And then one that I really enjoyed, and it's one that's like kind of like a intertwines two different sports. I'm going to take Trey Young three-pointers made. is going to be higher than the Bengals' total TDs for the game. Tie is no bet, so it's minus 115 odds. Since January 14th, Trey Young is averaging three-and-a-half three-pointers a game, and he's shooting over eight a game. So I don't think the Bengals are going to put up very many points. I, I, I kind of like the under in this game. So if he hits three or four or threes, they're going to have to get up into the higher 20s to beat this prop. So I like Trey Young's three-pointers made to be higher than the Bengals' touchdowns. That's brutal. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like both of those bets, uh, uh, honestly. I really, I really like Trey Young. He's, he's been one of my favorite players in the league. And honestly, if you look at the Bengals, their offense has really relied on Evan McPherson. So you're not even mm-hmm. betting against points. You're just betting against touchdowns. And they've been pretty inefficient. Despite their wins, they've been pretty inefficient uh, once they get to the red zone, relying a lot on McPherson for a lot of their points. So I, I think that's a really good bet. Yeah. Um, for me, actually, I, I agree with Kyle on the, the under for Cam Akers. I, I actually bet that exact same bet in the NFC Championship game. I just don't trust the guy. He came back from an ACL tear after four months. No one does that. You're not Adrian Peterson. You're not going to tear an ACL and rush for 2,000 yards after six months. Cam Akers ain't that guy, and he's been struggling. So I'm with him on that one. But then other big ones that I like, and this is a little bit of foreshadowing, um, Cooper Cup, the, the dude has been a covered like 16 of the 20 games that he's played his over on receiving yards right now you can get him over 105 and a half for minus 112 i love that because regardless of who wins the game cooper cup's getting his yards um another one that i'm a big fan of and i think it's because sean mcveigh cannot have another showing like he did in the previous super bowl so he's going to be going for everything in this game which means a ton of pass I think they're going to back away from the rush, given the under, like I just said, for Cam Akers. Um, you can actually find Odell Beckham Jr. right now um, over 79 and a half yards at plus 165. That is the best value bet you will find on any sports book out there because if they have a chance to win this game, Odell has to have over 80 yards in this game. I, I am on the Odell Beckham's uh, regular line is 65 and a half. I'm on that as well, especially given this, the coverage that you've seen the Bengals come out with. They like to go with a lot of single high safety, and that single high safety you see generally covering the post, you have to imagine he's going to have his eye on Cooper Cup. You could definitely see Odell Beckham Jr. one-on-one on the outside, uh, one big play, and, and you're sitting at that 65 yards and, and potentially getting uh, over the alternate total, alternate total as well. Yeah, absolutely. You nailed it, Jeff. Nailed it. Uh, so some of the ones I like, I like Joe Burrow over 36 and a half pass attempts. He's hit this mark in four of the last five games. And when you look at this Rams run defense, they've been fantastic. They just shut down a much better rushing offense in the San Francisco 49ers a couple of weeks ago. I think Joe Burrow is going to be throwing and I think he's going to be playing catch up in this game. I'm on the Rams as well. So uh, Joe Burrow over 36 and a half pass attempts is one of my favorite uh, individual player props. Yeah, I like that one a lot because even when he was under pressure against Tennessee, I think he still threw the 35 or 36 times. You, you got to think they're still going to get pressure on him, so he'll get the ball out quick, and you're just looking for attempts. You're not looking for completions here. Absolutely. And uh, another one that I touched on a little bit ago, I, I like Evan McPherson over one and a half field goals as well. Now you have to pay a little bit of juice on this when it's minus 130, but he's the he's been the best kicker in the league, uh, not named Justin Tucker, and you can maybe even include Justin Tucker in that. Evan McPherson has been fantastic. Uh, they get inside the, the 35, and he's just money. So I think over one and a half field goals is almost a lock in this one. 
I actually agree with that. Also, Jeff, I'm going to be betting that one. Uh, you have to go all the way back to December 5th. Yes, December 5th, where McPherson did not make over one and a half field goals. He has eclipsed that amount 12 of the 19 games that they've played. That's a 63% hit rate. This is almost a lock. And like you said, you have to pay a little bit for it, but it's a lock in my opinion. Yep, I've already made the same bet myself. So look at that. It's all three of there us. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, every, every bet that I'm giving out, I am on for uh, for at least a half unit. Uh, the other two that I had, I touched on briefly. I have uh, Michelle over 19 and a half. Uh, you, we touched on that. Cam Akers a little bit in the doghouse. They have the three-headed monster back there. I think he uh, he gets at least seven to eight carries. I think he eclipses that 19 and a half pretty easily. And then my other one, as I said, is Odell Beckham Jr. over 65 and a half. Now, these bets are fun. They're usually even money. Uh, sometimes you have to pay juice on them. But a lot of my listeners are going to want that big payout. They want the small risk for the high reward. Do you guys have any long shot uh, props that you like in this one? Kyle, I think you got this one, buddy. All right. So I got two that I really like here. One's at plus uh, 850, so 8.5 to, 8 to 1. And it's going to be the Bengals to hit four or more made field goals. Yeah, that's a lot of field goals, but they've done it every single playoff game already. He's made four field goals in the first three games. We obviously love McPherson, and I do think the Rams' uh, defense can kind of shut them down in the red zone. Yeah, you got to have a lot of field goals here, but it's it's plus 850, so you're, you're getting good odds on that one. A lot of kicker content. Even on my last, po- my last podcast, we redrafted the entire 2021 draft, and I actually took Evan McPherson with the Packers at number 29. So this is the second straight podcast, and it's just uh, – a big love fest for Evan McPherson, I guess. <laughs> and then my last one, I'm just calling my shot. I'm calling my shot right here at 101. I'm going with uh, the Rams to win 24 to 20, exact score. I think the game is going under. Vegas has it at 48 and a half. I think it goes a little bit under it. And the, the spread is three and a half or four. So I'm trying to keep it near what Vegas thinks it is. So I'm going to call my shot with the Rams winning exactly 24 to 20 at 100 to one odds. I like it. Uh, I mean, you, you never know. I saw a, a, that. There was a parlay that went viral. The guy called both final scores of the championship games, and I think he won enough to buy uh, a, a pretty nice house. So uh, it's definitely a profitable bet. Yes. Jeff, you seen the same tweet as I did. He bet like five bucks, won 100 grand. Yeah, that's, and it's probably the free one that FanDuel gives out. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure they were happy <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll go next in here. So for my big ones here, um, for anyone that watched the game, obviously I'm sure most of your people have – um, the Rams tied in Tyler Higby had an MCL sprain in the NFC Championship game. Um, Sean McVay has already came out and said that he's probably not going to get any practice reps in, if any reps at all, before Sunday, which leads me to believe that he's not going to be a big part of their plan because, again, like I said early on, like Sean McVay, he has to he has to show out for this game. He can't have another poor performance like he did back in, what, 2019. Um, a guy you need to keep your eyes on, big receivers – 225 pounds Ben Skoranek rookie at right now plus 800 for him to score a touchdown if they get in a situation where they are within the 12 and, and closer the Bengals defense is going to lock down on those main guys Cooper Cup Odell Beckham Skoranek I could see could get a, a linebacker on him and he's a big bodied fast guy that could really body up the linebacker and get the touchdown or just outrun them I love him as a prop bet here at plus 800 to get a touchdown. And then my last one, my favorite. Everyone's kind of creeping towards the defense when it comes to the MVP. You know, everyone's like, oh, you know, we got uh, Donald, you know, poor offensive line with the Bengals, blah, 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 blah. It's not my pick to win the game, so this probably won't happen. But as far as a prop bet, if you're on with the public and the Rams, 
Odell Beckham to win the MVP plus 2,800. It's happened four times already in the last 15 years where a receiver has won the MVP. Everyone's going to be focused on Cooper Cup. They do not want Cooper Cup to beat them. That's a fact. The Bengals will let that happen. You've already mentioned it. I've already mentioned it, Jeff. Odell Beckham goes over 100 yards, gets himself a tutty, MVP potentially if the Rams can pull off the game. I love it as a prop here at plus 2,800. Uh, I could definitely see that happening. If it did, I think Baker Mayfield might never leave his house again after that. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. (laughs) So uh, a couple of uh, long shot ones that I like. I'll go in ascending order. I have one that's just plus 200. I have Joe Burrow to have the first turnover in this one. That offensive line, it's well documented. It's not good. They're going up against this Rams pass rush. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd. Uh, You could get a uh, interception, you can get a strip sack. Any one of those things can happen. The only thing that I'm really worried about is that Matt Stafford always puts one up. You just hope that it happens later in the game or that it gets dropped like it did uh, two weeks ago. So that's just paying pay out at plus 200. Another one that I like, I'm not really sure that it's going to hit. It just seems like it'd be fun to root for. And both teams having good kickers kind of helps this along. Both teams to score in every quarter. That's sitting at plus 550. So it doesn't have to be a touchdown. You can get just a field goal uh, by the Bengals in every quarter. Uh, you said you're already on Bengals to have four field goals, Kyle. So uh, that definitely feeds into that one. And my last one uh, is my longest shot. It's the Rams, uh, the Rams defense or special teams to score the last touchdown of the game. And that pays out at plus 2,500. And this is kind of hedging myself a little bit because I am on the Rams and the under. And I could see a, uh, like you said, a 24 to 20 type of score with the Bengals driving. And then you could see uh, a pick six, which pushes the game over and uh has me pulling my hair out. However, if I have this plus 2,500 coming in, I'll feel quite a bit better about that one. Yeah. That, if that happens, that'll, that'll, if that's what changes the score from 24 to 20 at the end of the game, that'll overtake my Damian Williams. Uh, uh, you know, I'll overtake that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, a, si- a side question. I know I didn't, uh, we didn't talk about this one, but uh, do you, uh, what is the worst beat that you've ever had? Uh, do you want to talk about that? Oh, worst beat. You got one off the top of your head, Jordan? I don't know if it's like a a worse beat from a, a gambling perspective, but it is still gambling. Uh, fantasy. Uh, me and Kyle playing a league. I led the league basically the entire year, uh, and it came down to um, – you remember the game Washington-Dallas where Dallas was up by so much that none of the starters played for either team in the second half? I had um, C.D. Lamb. And Gibson on my team, neither played in the second half, end up losing the game, uh, missed out on a number one seed, and lost about $400 in winnings because of it. Ouch, that, uh, that is a tough one. My worst B, I think, ever was during the actually the uh, NCAA men's basketball championship national title. I don't remember what the score was, but you know how you do the square pull for Super Bowl? Well, I was doing a square pull for the NCAA tournament. That's the best one, 64 uh chances. And there's no bad numbers. Yep. And so it was the Derrick Rose versus Kansas Kansas national title game where Mario Chalmers hit the three, sent it in overtime. Well, I had the numbers if he misses that three and it doesn't go into overtime. And so just watching that overtime and just like thinking about losing, I think it was $2,000 for like a $10 square. It was just the worst piece ever. So uh, recency bias for me, the, uh, my worst beat that's coming to my mind uh, was just Thursday night football, uh, probably week, uh, sometime in the middle of the season, week eight, week nine, Buccaneers and Eagles. I know a lot of people lost money on this when I had the, I, I bought it to Bucks plus six and a half. It was Bucks, uh, excuse me, Bucks minus six and a half. And the Eagles, of course, come all the way back, cut the lead to eight and then go for two. 
uh, to screw everybody who had the Bucks in that one. When, when they initially scored a touchdown, I'm thinking, oh, okay, I'm still good. Thank God I bought that half point. And they trot the, the offense back out to go for two, and I'm thinking, you have absolutely got to be kidding me. <laughs> uh, I, but just to end on a positive note, uh, for the miracle, uh, the Minneapolis miracle, I was on the Saints plus five and a half. Uh, after the, the Vikings scored the touchdown, they were up by five. And when they came out yeah. to kneel down for the extra point, I had a, a, my, a mini celebration to myself on that one. Oh, well, there nice. you go. <laughs> hey, Jeff, just so you know, I had the, uh, the Eagles to cover that game, so I'm oh. on the opposite side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes that's the way it goes, man. Uh, for, for every bad beat, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing for somebody else. So that's just, just – those are the breaks, man. That's gambling. Gambling's funny like that. Absolutely. So, uh, guys, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, one more time, let my listeners know where they can find you. Take it away, Kyle. Yep, on Twitter you can find me at, at Kyle Cliffy. That's K-Y-L-E-C-L-I-F-F-Y on Twitter. We're also, our podcast is called The Sports Profits, and we also do another podcast if you are after a football season and you need to know what else to bet on, March Madness right around the corner. We have um, a podcast called Sit in Courtside. We do two episodes a week, and it's all betting on all the college basketball, the big games of the week. And so, yeah, we do both football and college basketball. Yep. And you can find me at King of Takes. I don't think I'm going to spell it for you. You just, you got the idea. Um, but if you do like what you guys are hearing and uh, you want to hear Jeff talk about college basketball with us, we are going to have him on. If he will come with us, we wait to have him. Um, but you can also follow us over at PHA Bets. That's where we do a lot of the blogs and post almost any of our content. Um, so yeah, definitely join us. We'll have Jeff over there at some point for sure. I definitely look forward to joining you. I have uh, two kids now. So being into every sport all the time is a thing of the past for me. Once football is over, however, I will be diving headfirst into college basketball and cannot wait to come on with you guys. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. It's great doing this. And I love the hosting on Rayvon app with you for the games. And I'm hopefully we can collaborate more in the future. Sounds good, Kyle and uh, Kyle Jordan. Thank you guys. And uh, I will talk to you guys again later on. Thanks, man. Josh Walker joining me as he does every week. We're going to give out our picks for the Super Bowl. Josh, you started doing these with me back in week 10. So this is what, your 13th, 14th week doing these, man? Uh, uh, I'm happy to watch the Super Bowl, but I'm, I'm sad to see these things end, man. We're definitely going to keep some content going, but this will be our last uh, time giving out picks for a while. Yeah, man. All good things. You know, you know the old expression, all good things must come to an end. Uh, no, nah, it's been fun, Jeff. I appreciate you for having me on. Uh, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, won't be no football after this Super Bowl last game of the season, but we'll be here uh, getting you guys through the hard days, hot days of the spring and the summer, getting back ready for football next year. So, yeah, it's been a, pri- it's been a privilege, privilege and an honor to be with you, man. I've definitely enjoyed having you. Just one game to break down. I have four main points uh, that basically led me to where I'm going to land with my pick for this game. Um, I have not been shy about the fact that I am not high on the Bengals, and they just keep proving me wrong. So I am going to be on the Rams in this game. And before I start, uh, I don't want want it to seem like I'm crapping on the Bengals. There are a couple of things that scare me about the Bengals. I'm going to start with it. Uh, Joe Burrow, obviously, just – he just seems to pull a rabbit out of a hat. Reminded me a lot of Eli Manning. Um, that sack that he broke against Chris Jones and where he scrambled to pick up that six yard. That's reminded me so much of Eli breaking the sack before the David Tyree play. Uh, just getting a lot of 2007 Giants vibes. Uh, it, that is scaring me a little bit about the about these Bengals. Do you see the, the the parallel there as well? Yeah, I uh, that AFC Championship game 
that was very impressive for what Cincinnati did. To be down 21 to 3 at Kansas City, uh, that's like a death wish, death sentence for most people, most teams. For those guys to keep their head down, keep grinding, coming back, trying to get that dub, and they eventually did come back and win the game. Yeah, you could definitely see some giant similarities. You could see a little bit of, uh, I can take it a step further. I'm not saying they have the talent of the 92 Dallas Cowboys. I'm not saying that at all. I know you know better than me. That's your team. But there are similarities to this team because most people thought Cincinnati was coming, but they weren't obviously weren't going to be what they were. They thought they were, you know, on the come up. But these guys emerged, emerging in advance or two years in advance. That's the same thing that happened with the Cowboys. Now, obviously, the Cowboys got a fellow by the name of Charles Haley. I don't see no Charles Haley on the Bengals defense at all. But Eddie Hendrickson, I'm not saying he's Charles Haley, uh, but he came in and gave them a boost of energy and gave them a boost of life on that defensive line. So, it's definitely similarities some of the great NFL teams of the past to this Bengals team uh, that'll be in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, something you touched on is another thing that uh, does scare me about the Bengals as well. You talked about them uh, just keeping their demeanor and coming back against the Chiefs. Uh, this team, just they're not going to act like they're not supposed to be here. They walk around, and they get that. I think it starts with their quarterback. They had that swagger that they just look like they belong. They're not going to act like they don't belong. They also had that team mentality. Uh, while we're comparing them to each other's favorite teams, uh, the 2001 Patriots, that we mentality of uh, the Bengals definitely seem to have that as a team as well. Uh, like I said, have that team mentality uh, for sure. But they got some stars. They got some superstars on that. Well, emerging superstars on that team. Stars for sure. So uh, whether it's the Patriots, the Cowboys, or the 90s, or whoever you think that was that emerged a year or two before they were supposed to, the Bengals definitely have similarities to all those teams. And it's good to see that. Uh, the one thing I, we love about football is that it's new blood. In the NBA, we went five years. We had Golden State and Cleveland. We knew the finals before the season even started. So at least in the NFL, you'll have a different team. Like, for example, um, and I'm not even trying to be funny when I say this. No people are like, you're talking to a Cowboys fan. You're trying to be funny. Who's to say that next year Dallas can't win the Super Bowl? Who's to say next year Detroit can't win the Super Bowl? If I had told you last year at this moment Cincinnati was going to the Super Bowl, you'd be like, all right, bro. Well, I've heard enough and seen enough. I don't want you on another show ever again. <laughs> they, they, they're, they're in the Super Bowl. So um, the, the NFL, the parody in the NFL is amazing, man. Totally. It's truly the best sport out uh, It absolutely is. Uh, like you said, this Bengals team. I did a, um, a Super Bowl draft uh, on this podcast before the season started. The Bengals were the 30th team picked. Um, the Rams were the first team picks. One of these teams was supposed to be here. The other one is not. Uh, the final thing that does scare me about the Bengals, uh, before I get to my reasons that I am, in fact, picking the Rams, Evan McPherson, man, uh, you know I'm in love with this guy. I traded up in our last podcast to draft him in the first round. I really like him as a kicker. It is just scary when you're playing against a team and they get inside the 35-yard line and they got three points guaranteed in their pocket. Uh, your, your offense can operate. Uh, just much better when you have that in the back of your mind, like, oh, no matter what, our guy's going to come out and get us three. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, I'm not saying McPherson is Justin Tucker, Matt Stover, Vinatieri, or Kaskowski, but uh, he's a very good kicker, and he's a rookie doing it. So uh, it always gives you confidence uh, whether you got a great coach, great player, uh, whatever. Uh, it always gives you confidence to know that those guys are coming through and do what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. So, uh, I uh, McPherson will definitely be big on Sunday, for sure. 
Uh, there was a particular situation, not in the last Chiefs game, in the in the uh, Week 17 game where the Bengals played the Chiefs. Or maybe it was Week 16. Uh, the the Bengals were facing a third and 21 uh, on, and they were deep, they were in field goal range, but it was like long field goal range. Normally, you would have seen a team take a, a run a draw, throw a short pass, try to get closer for the field goal kicker because they had McPherson. That enabled them to take a shot to pick up the first down, which they ended up getting, and it ended up winning them the game. So that well, you're talking about that confidence that it gives your offense. You can operate so much differently when you know that those three points are in your back pocket. But I digress because I'm not picking the Bengals. I just wanted to play devil's advocate for a little bit. I've been picking against the Bengals every round. I just wanted to let the listeners know that I am not a Bengals hater. I do appreciate some things about this team. But let's get to my reasoning behind the re- behind picking the, uh, the Rams minus four here. Uh, number one, it's this Rams pass rush. Uh, we've talked about it at length on this podcast. The Bengals offensive line is bad. This Rams pass rush is good. We saw the Titans sack Joe Burrow nine times in their playoff matchup. The Chiefs did not get as many sacks of Joe Burrow in the last game. In fact, I don't think they got one. But we saw Chris Jones uh, bearing down on Joe Burrow on that play we talked about. And Joe Burrow just, just made a great move. Uh, the offensive line probably should have allowed more than the one sack that they did. Now they're going up against Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd. I think this Rams pass rush is going to have an absolute field day against this Ram, uh, Bengals offensive line. Yeah, the uh, Bengals have uh, been a surprise team, obviously, throughout the playoffs. Uh, most people probably thought Tennessee was going to beat them in Kansas City. And now they're, uh, they're a three-and-a-half point. Is it three-and-a-half or four points? It's four points. Four-point underdog against the uh, L.A. Rams in their home stadium. So, uh, yeah, the Bengals offensive line, in order for them to, to win, they're going to have to play very well. Uh, the reason number two here that I that I'm siding with the Rams, and this is uh, something that's going to hit home for you, uh, pun intended. The Rams are playing at home. So 55 years of the NFL, we never had a single team play at home for the Super Bowl. We've now had it two years in a row. Uh, your Buccaneers, of course, playing at home in the Super Bowl last year, and you saw firsthand uh, what that can do for a team's confidence going into the Super Bowl. Absolutely, I did. I was in the area. I was actually in time of last year when they won. It was woof. It was that was some of the best best moments and the best. I don't want to say it's the best night of my life, but it was woof. It was up there. It was a great night. Uh, yeah, I mean, playing at home in the Super Bowl is hard to to. It's, essentially, it's hard to have an L when you're at home in a home Super Bowl. And uh, Tampa Bay and Tom Brady gave the blueprint out last year, and the Rams are. Uh, Trying to give the blueprint out this year. And just one more thing, just I know we're worrying about this Super Bowl, but next year the Super Bowl is in Houston. So maybe the Texans can uh, represent the AFC in the Super Bowl next year. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, I, I, I want to call you crazy for even suggesting it, but you, like you said, if someone had told you at this point last year, oh, the Bengals are going to be here next year, you'd be like, what, what game of Madden are you playing? That's absolutely exactly. insane. Now, now, let me say that. I'm not picking the Texans. Right. But I'm just saying, like, they, 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 they don't have a chance to. Uh, to uh, make it three in a row. To make it three in a row. Yeah, and there's there's just something to be said too. There's so much stress with Super Bowl travel and all that. Uh, staying oh, I'm in sorry. I'm rooms. sorry. Go ahead. Bad, Jeff. I'm sorry. The Super Bowl next year is in actually in Arizona. I'm sorry. Oh. So the Cardinals. Super Bowl. I apologize on that. So the Cardinals have a way better chance of being in the Super Bowl than the Texans. So next did they, year, Super, next did year they Super fire, Bowl will be in Glendale, Arizona. Did they fire Cliff Kingsbury? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Not gonna, not gonna be three in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to break it to you, Cardinals I, I, uh, I'm not the biggest Cliff Kingsbury fan, but I do believe he should get another year. I do believe uh, that. 
Uh, yeah, uh, most likely. I mean, if Mike McCarthy gets another year, I guess uh, <laughs> I guess Cliff Kingsbury can get one too. Um, my third point on this game is this Bengals run defense. Now, um, neither one of these teams has been able to run the ball in the playoffs. When you look at the teams that they've played, uh, this Bengals run D, excuse me, the Bengals run D has, has given up yards to teams that are not necessarily uh, the Chiefs last week, not necessarily a, known as a great rushing team. Uh, 18 carries for 101 yards for the Chiefs. So you might sit here and say, oh, well, neither team's going to be able to run the ball. The Rams haven't run the ball well. Uh, Sony Michelle has not been great. Cam Akers has been in the doghouse since those two fumbles against the Buccaneers. However, I think uh, the Rams are going to be able to get it going against this atrocious Bengals run defense. Yes, both rush offenses are bad. The Rams run defense is good. The Bengals is bad. Uh, Like I said, we saw the Bengals give up 18 carries for 101 yards to Chiefs running backs. We saw them give up some yards to the Raiders and Titans as well. I think you see big games from Michelle. Maybe Akers gets out of the doghouse. I think the Rams are able to shut down the Bengals' run game. Uh, you saw them shut down the 49ers' run game, a much more effective rushing offense uh, in the 49ers as well. So I think the Bengals are going to be one-dimensional in this one. I think the Rams are going to be two-dimensional. They're going to get that run game going. It's going to open up the play action, and I think you're going to see the, the playbook be wide open for Sean McVay in this one. Well, uh, I don't want to go too far into it because I'm going to try to save my pick for, uh, after you make all your uh, points of why you think the Rams will win the game. Uh, Again, I think you picked the Rams minus four, right? Correct. Okay, so um, a name I'm watching out for for the Rams is another running back. Everybody, obviously, we know about Sony Michelle. <clears throat> we know about Cam Akers. Uh, but I was reading earlier this week, I will, I will watch out with uh, for Daryl Henderson Jr., running back from Memphis, speedster. Uh, they can use him as a scat back or, or an actual running back, line him out as a wide receiver, make him do whatever they need to do. So, uh I believe that the uh, I believe the Bengals will be able to run the ball somewhat because Joe Mixon, in my opinion, is the best running back in the game. So he'll be able to do something. I know the Bengals' offensive line isn't the greatest, but they did get to the Super Bowl. They did get here to the Super Bowl, so uh, they deserve some credit for that. Uh, and I, like I said, I do believe Joe Mixon. I have some success, but if you're making me choose either which team I have more success on the ground, I'll say the uh, Saint. I mean Saint Louis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, L.A. people. The L.A. Rams. Uh, I believe that the Rams will have more success on the ground. Uh, Henderson, definitely a forgotten guy in that backfield. And a lot of times you'll see forgotten guys step up in big moments. So that's, that, that's something you could definitely see happen. My final point of, on why I'm picking the Rams here uh, is this Bengals pass defense. And, yes, they were able to, to shut down the Chiefs in the second half last week. Uh, we touched on it in the last podcast. Even though we didn't talk about the Super Bowl, we talked about Madden concepts entering the NFL. We talked about that, that cloud drop cover three coverage that they were running up you have your two corners on the outside playing deep you have your zones over the middle you have the D lineman adding to those zones and you have a single post safety over the top uh, that was essentially watching Tyree kill against the Chiefs now that's that post safety is going to be watching Cooper Cup in the in the Super Bowl and it, it does one of two things number one it leaves Odell Beckham Jr. one-on-one on the outside on one side and I absolutely love that matchup Odell Beckham Jr. looks as good as he has since he left the New York Giants uh not looking too good for your boy Baker. Uh, if you if you want to defend him, well, you can do that later on. And on the other side, if you do go back to that drop coverage that the Bengals were running, we saw them do it against the Chiefs and nobody was breaking open. You cannot give Cooper Cup that kind of time. I don't care if he's triple covered. If you give him the 10, 12 seconds you were giving Patrick Mahomes to, to run around and, and have guys get open, Cooper Cup is going to find a hole and Matt Stafford is going to find him. So I don't think that defense is going to work as well against the Rams as it did against the Chiefs. Now, now we agree on that. Uh, Bill, I believe that the Bengals 
one of their biggest problems would be the Rams' defensive line. The second biggest problem is who's going to stick. How how they're going to play the defensive coverages that they've been that they've been successfully been playing in the playoffs against the uh, Rams. I don't think Cooper Cup is the best receiver in the league, but he's played like the best receiver in the league this year. So if you double him, then you got one on one with Odell and another name to watch. Two names to watch: Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby is likely out for this game. Uh, the, the backup tight end. He had some good catches against the 49ers. Uh, I can't remember his name. So, whoever plays tight end for the Rams, you're, you're going to be playing one-on-one. Because they're going to be looking at Cooper Cup, and if Odell start cooking, they'll be looking at Odell. So, Van Jefferson, the running backs, and the tight end, if Tyler Higby isn't playing, they'll have advantages because they're going to have to double Cooper Cup. They're not going to let Cooper Cup just play one-on-one. If that's the case, then the Rams going to win the game. So, um, That'll be the Bengals' toughest challenge. That'll be one of the things I'm looking for because they have to. They'll have. They'll have to find a way to match up. They have to find a way to match up, and and and, and you can't blow coverages against the Rams because Matthew Stafford and those guys will take advantage of it. They'll definitely take advantage of it. So, uh, with that being said, uh, I believe that the Rams are the better team. I believe that the Rams should win the game, and I believe that the Rams will win the game. And I'm taking the Rams, like you, minus four. I just believe, I, like you, I've been betting against the Bengals. I bet against the Bengals the second week, against the Titans last week. I, when the game got to 21-3, I thought, I literally was right on Twitter. Might as well get ready for the 49ers and the Rams. So, um, I don't know if you want to call it, but I've been a Bengals quote-unquote hater like you have during the playoff run, either. playoff run too, but I just don't think the Bengals have enough to stay with the Rams. I feel like the Rams... And, of course, I'm saying this because, obviously, I still feel a certain type of way about this game. Haven't let this game go. I probably never will. I probably probably will never be able to let this game go, especially if this was Brady's last game. But I feel like whoever won that Rams, that game was going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, it definitely seems to be breaking out that way. Uh, as I said, I am on the Rams minus four here. Uh, for all the reasons I laid out, I think you see the Rams get the run game going. I think you see – the the Bengals not able to run the ball. I think you see them get one dimensional. Um, however, I, I as I said, they have a good kicker, so I think they get into field goal range quite a bit and they get some points on the board. For that reason, twenty seven to sixteen final score. So that means I am on the Rams minus four, and I am also on the under. 48 and a half and my MVP for the game I'm going to go with on the defensive side of the ball I think you see Aaron Donald have a three four sack game and Aaron Donald uh, is my dark horse for MVP he's sitting at plus a thousand right now so a hundred dollar bet on Aaron Donald to win MVP would pay a thousand dollars so Rams minus four under 48 and a half and Aaron Donald to win the MVP are my plays for this game we agree on two of those plays I don't know I don't know if we're playing plays this week for the Super Bowl but we definitely agree on the Rams minus four and definitely agree on the under um now, um, I disagree on the Super Bowl MVP. I think the Super Bowl MVP will be a guy who the media loves and trying to coordinate this guy all week. It will be for show. And I just want to say congratulations to Matthew Stafford on not only winning the Super Bowl, but he will be in the he will be the Super Bowl MVP. Now he is uh, he is the odds on oh not the odds on favorite, but he is the favorite to win uh, the MVP at minus 140. You can get a little bit better odds on a guy like, if you think Cooper Cup uh, has a huge game. Obviously, uh, any yards that Cooper Cup has, Matthew Stafford has to have as well. So it would have to be an abundance of the targets and touchdowns going to Cup. But that's definitely something that could happen. Uh, Cup sitting at plus 500. Aaron Donald is actually now at plus 1,200. He is uh, fourth on the board. Matt Stafford's the favorite 
Joe Burrow in second at plus 240. Uh, Aaron Donald, as I said, plus 1,200. Uh, if you're looking for a, a real dark horse, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., plus 1,500, I think, has an outside shot as well. As I said, I think you see him with a lot of single coverage, and he could have a big game in this one. Absolutely. I could definitely see one of the receivers, Odell, or even your boy Cooper Cup. One of them can definitely uh, have a big game. Because at the end of the day, it's just like when Edelman won the MVP. Like, I can't not win Edelman for an MVP. He don't get the ball, then Brady don't throw him the ball. So it's like, okay. So, I mean, hi, if they give it to a receiver or whatever, that's fine. But I give it to – I give it to uh, – um, Matthew Stafford? Matthew Stafford. Okay. Well, obviously, we don't have four games to play a parlay on this week. However, um, I just pulled – I am at the, the arena right now, and I do have access to the sports book. It, it is now down to Rams minus three and a half at this book. Yahoo Sports has it listed at four and a half. So, there, there's some discrepancy with this line. Obviously, it's the Super Bowl. It's the most bet game of the year so we could parlay uh these two things and our standard ten dollar bet is going to pay a grand total of 36 dollars. so not not the uh, couple hundred <laughs> that we're used to with our five team parlay but it's still a little something fun to root for so uh, our parlay for this week is going to be rams minus three and a half and under 48 and a half josh anything else from this game that you want to touch on any prop bets you like or uh, just any any anecdotal things about the super bowl uh, one prop bet, I believe that the coin toss at the beginning of the game, that's called will, whoever calls will say tails and it will be heads. So I believe that the coin toss will be heads. Heads on the coin toss. You get better odds on the coin toss, by the way. Uh, usually you got to lay, lay uh, $10 of juice on a bet. You only have to lay $4 of juice on a coin toss bet. So just something to bear in mind. And all these bets are really coin tosses at the end of the day. So why not bet an actual coin toss? Coin toss. Josh, um, I can't tell you how great it's been to have you this season. I started these things out. I did nine weeks by myself, and it was a little bit exhausting, and and a lot of times it wasn't as much fun. Uh, Ever since you joined, man, it's been a lot lot more fun for me. Uh, I hope you've had as much fun as I I have, man. Yes, sir, man. I'm uh, sorry you had to do those nine weeks by yourself. I didn't. At at that time, obviously, we didn't know each other. We we didn't know each other, uh, but got to know each other, man. It's been a privilege and an honor, man. As long as you have a podcast, as long as you have a show, I'll be right here with you. I don't care how famous I get or how non-famous I get. I'm right here with you, man. You're my role, dog. Jeff, I appreciate you. Josh, I can't tell you what that means to me. And uh, you'll definitely be back after the Super Bowl. We'll, we'll, we'll break down the game. And in the offseason, we'll have a lot of fun things for the listeners planned out. Yes, sir. Can't wait, man. Cannot wait. Sounds good, Josh. Uh, I'll talk to you later and enjoy the Super Bowl, man. Yes, sir. I want everyone, just like Jeff said, enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the last game. Let's have fun this last game. Cincinnati and the Rams, let's let's pray for a great game. Sounds good, Josh. Take care, man. You too, buddy.